Hello, hello. So, I see a couple new faces, which is cool. Um, I'll help you guys out with this. So we're going to take the practices that we talked about in the first session and apply to the second session. So obviously if you weren't here in the first one, we'll catch up to speed. All right, so the outline. Uh, we're going to make this a media-based uh, session. So how to make a video, then we're going to make two videos, and then we're going to learn how to post said videos. So for starters, uh, I want you guys to think about um, a testimonial setup. So for those of you who have watched you know, 2020, Dateline NBC, 60 Minutes, you know, you've got two people sitting in chairs, you ask them questions. That is um, one way you can go about doing a testimonial video. I always recommend have your questions written ahead of time. Um, and then, of course, you need to listen to their answers so that if they answer your question, you don't ask the same one again. So some questions that work just to, to prime the person would be like, why did you choose Kalamazoo Christian School? Or what is your favorite thing about Chicago Christian High School? What advice would you give someone on the fence about Inlet City Christian School? Those types of questions will lead to other things. You know, it'll get the conversation flowing. Um, it sounds simple, but complete sentences. So if I were to ask Chelsea, what's your favorite color? And she just says purple. On a video, out of context, we don't know why she said purple. So I want to make sure they're talking to the senses. My favorite color is purple. So if you ask them, why did you choose Calvin's a Christian? We chose Calvin's a Christian for our children because they're just saying, sports! You know? And then um, the last bullet point here, this is a personal choice. You can have the subject look at you or look at the camera. The camera can be the audience or you're the audience and the camera's just documenting you. I use the reference here of the office where they do all the cutaways and they're looking directly at the camera. That's one method of doing this. The other style, again, is interview, which is similar to 2028 in 60 minutes. All right, how to make a video, part two, promote an event. So this is more of the Reels TikTok setup. Um, vertical video is just taking the world by storm right now. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. Instagram has completely shifted from being solely a photo app to now also a video app. In these circumstances, 99% of the time the camera is the audience. So you are talking to people through a lens. And especially during the pandemic, I'm sure a lot of you were doing Zoom calls, a lot of you were getting used to filming yourself on your phone. That's kind of the setup. Uh, keep it short, 30 seconds or less. In the first session, we showed some examples. You'd be amazed how much info you can pack into 30 seconds. Um, the amount of clips you can show, generally speaking, if you have you know, 31 second clips, it's a lot of info that you just showed somebody in a short amount of time. B-roll, this is a common term used when you're doing media. So A-roll would be anything with someone talking, that kind of thing. B-roll usually is slow-mo and it accompanies the footage. So it's a way to give it punch. So if you're talking about you know, biomed at your high school, you want to show footage of that student you know, doing a lab. Because if they're just talking about it, it only goes so far with being punched. And then audio. Um, I always recommend that people use lav mics. So I'm actually mic'd up right now, because I'm going to listen to this later and make sure I, I don't sound weird. Um, this is how I capture audio when I do videos. You clip it on. I have a mic pack in my back pocket. You can buy these on Amazon for about $100. Go a long way, and the quality is much better than your cell phone, which is 6 to 10 feet away from you. So don't underestimate um, good audio. And likewise, the other side of audio is the music. We talked about that a little in the first session, about how to utilize trendy audio 
whether it's you know Top Gun Maverick soundtrack or the Kid. All right, so I'm going to split us up into two groups. Um, we're going to make the same video but for different platforms. So group one, we're going to make a horizontal video, Facebook slash YouTube. It's going to be longer form. When I say that, I put that in air quotes. I'd still say keep it around a minute. The audience is going to be parents and grandparents. Going to have same thing, but group two is going to go Instagram and TikTok. It's going to be vertical, short. I would say keep it about 30 seconds. But the audience is current and prospective students. And now for the grand reveal of what video we're making. So we are promoting the upcoming school auction. The talking points are as follows. It's the biggest fundraiser of the year. So when you're thinking about who your audience, right? You've got donors, you've got alumni, current parents, grandparents. There's a silent and a live auction. It tells people how they can bid on things. There's also a carnival. There's games, face painting, and food. That's more geared toward the kids. So when we split into our two groups, we need to think about who the audience is. So the first group, grandparents, parents, these are more your talking points. You still want to mention this, but they're the ones that are going to want to hear about that. The second group, the vertical, these are your talking points. I've never met a, a young like, kindergartner who cares about the silent live auction. They're there to eat cotton candy, get their face painted, and hang out with their friends. All right, so just based on what we got here, how about we have this is one group, and that is one group. So we'll have group one. You guys are in charge of horizontal, grandparents and parents. You want to talk about biggest fundraiser, live and silent auction, and touch briefly on that. Your group two, you're doing vertical, all right? So we're going to take a few minutes here. You can either use your laptop, use your phone, write a brief script. It doesn't have to look amazing. Just who's going to be talking, what are you saying, and then we got to film it. So before this is done, we'll have two videos. Yes, they're going to be makeshift. They'll be filmed on a cell phone, but we're going to do that. All right, group up. If you need any help, just holler. back to this in case you want to see what you're doing. Alright, we've got our talent. Alright, so 
say it starts at a certain time and just keep on giving it time. Yeah, did you see the one where he has a sales thing? Oh, yeah. Did you ever see the original? Oh, yeah. So then, like, there could be 
for it was for an auction, auction. fundraiser. Didn't say what it was for. Though. We could say it's like for uh, no. for new PE equipment. Yeah, what is this auction for? To tell you about it's theirs. the biggest fundraiser of the year, so it goes toward just. I mean, you can you can make it up if you want to go towards the general fund. If you want to have it go toward the foundation, if you want to have it go toward. Oh yeah. We didn't say. We didn't say who we are. Hey, South Bend Christian yeah. families. <laughs> yes. All right, hold on. We'll modify. Well, Chelsea, you guys watched the video in the previous session when they were talking about the golf outing, right? You said where it was, when it was, get in, get out. And that was 24 seconds. Now, our, where is our, this? Our first, our first tip was 15 seconds. 15 seconds. There you go. So, you got rewatchable. Which, if you're, if you're, if you're doing it on like Instagram and you're sharing it, you're sharing it to your story, which yeah. only shows how much yeah. of it. Right. You want to entice people to click on it and watch the full thing. Yeah. But I'm saying a lot of times. That's why there's a lot of times a, I won't the first three seconds. So you would have a whole lot more going on if you're in a duct tank. Yeah. You'd probably be wearing like a little rubber duct tape yeah. here. <laughs> You, you can probably tell that's like uh, whose line is it anyway? They used to do the green screen, and you know, Colin would make up stuff. And he'd say, "You can probably tell by my outfit, but I am in the Arctic right now, looking yeah. at the penguins." And he'd just be like this with the green screen. Right. So, well, and you probably have people throwing things and missing. Yeah, right. say, yes. We got tickets. Five dollars. <laughs> my time is my time is <laughs> quickly going. It's how I teach middle school. This is what they would be doing. They would be throwing it at me. That's why they would come. Are you in Emerald City right now? You are. And you are both are. Yeah, she's my boss now. Who's your boss now? And your brother's where? He's at Chicago Christian. Chicago Christian. So there's four siblings, and we're all at Christian schools, but we're in four different time zones. We're across the country. I'm going to give you guys. One's at Redlands Christian out in California. Let me interrupt. I'm going to give you guys. Uh, we're going to watch this golf outing video just real quick, just to give you guys. If you're having any writer's block. So this should help. If you're trying to be more concise, trying to get an idea of what it should look like. Hello, Mac Nation. Your CCHS Athletic Boosters golf outing is almost here, and this is your reminder to sign up. Come join us on Saturday, September 24th at 9 a.m. at Green Gardens Country Club in Frankfort, Illinois. To sign up for our outing, follow the link in this post, or if you're on Instagram or TikTok, click the link in the bio. Thank you for your support of athletics, the CCHS Athletic Boosters, and Christian Education. And lastly, Go Knights! Hi, SCCS family. All right, so you watch the blooper. So, things that he didn't say, right? He didn't say like what the gate fee was. So maybe that's something that you say. For more information, look at the info provided in the post below. So if there's only so much you can talk about, don't be afraid to say, hey, there's a link to sign up, or if you're interested in more info. For more info, click on the link in the bio. That's what they always say. And I can say more information about tickets, what's for sale, what you can do that. Did you grow up in that one? Yeah.
Dustin, on Dustin on Dustin Instagram, there, would there be a link below or would it be in the bio? In the bio. Instagram and TikTok the links in the bio. Five, four, three, little This. This. Hey, Southwest. 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 That's because of your Southwest. South Bend. Hey South Bend Christian families, I have only a few seconds to tell you about Saturday's Carnival. Our biggest fundraiser. There's going to be cotton candy, popcorn, caramel apples, and of course lots of candy. Hayrides, robbing for apples, face painting, pumpkin carving. The fun begins at 2 p.m. on the soccer field. Click on the link below for more info.
And like an ear duct tube. Yeah. And then the SWChristian.org. So it's Hedler at SWChristian.org. What's your text? Uh, you want my phone number? 810-728-1700. All right, while we're waiting for those to come through, let's uh, go back to the slideshow here. Alright, so when we're talking about posting things, um, let's first talk about group one. So you're uploading the video file, not the YouTube link. And the reason for that is when you upload the video file directly to YouTube, you can track view count, shares, you can also track fall off. So if your video is 37 seconds and you see massive fall off at 10 seconds, you should go, huh, what happened in the first 10 seconds that made people fall asleep? So that's another reason why Facebook, you should be uploading, not simply sharing a YouTube link. Name the video, caption the video. Um, on Facebook, you can include a link if you want. So again, we talk, I, I heard you guys say, you know, go to our website, put that in the link, put that link in the caption. Uh, thumbnail, this is very important. This is what people see when they scroll. So if you've ever uploaded anything to YouTube or to Facebook, and you don't have a thumbnail to upload, it gives you three options. And normally, it's somebody in mid-sentence, like this. Not very enticing to click on the video, right? So, I recommend take a picture. It doesn't have to be a picture of you standing there, but have something that's engaging. Similar, we talked about Instagram in the previous session. That first photo in your carousel needs to be engaging. Same method here. Because what they see determines if they click. All right, so that's the horizontal. Let's go to vertical. All right, Instagram and TikTok, they're slightly different when it comes to uploading, but there's also similarities. You can still upload the video file, name the video, caption the video. You cannot add links to either of these. So you need to say link in bio. Um, if you have a lot of stuff that you're promoting, so Linktree is a really good resource. What that allows you to do is have one link in your profile for your school, People can click on that and then it has a bunch of links. So let's say you're hiring coaches, you've got an upcoming fundraiser, your quarterly report just came out. All three of those things can be linked. So say, link in the bio. Uh, use hashtags. So hashtags are kind of getting phased out. Um, they used to be all the rage about 10 years ago, but Instagram has announced that they're not really promoting stuff via hashtag. There are more ways to find similar content. So you can still go on Instagram and on TikTok. You can still, you know, hashtag sports and watch sports videos until your fingers fall off. But they're not being pushed in the algorithm anymore. So some people, like Chicago Christian, use specific hashtags to unify the school. So we use YCCHS, We Are Nights, and Nightlife. Those are our three hashtags. Uh, 9 by 16, so vertical thumbnail, that's for Instagram only. TikTok does not allow you to put in a thumbnail. They'll ask you to select a two-second clip from the video, which will loop, and then you can put a little caption or a title over top of that. That's one of the things that really hurts me about TikTok, because you can have this awesome video, and then you have this repeating clip, which is just a person, let's say they're talking in front of the camera, so this is what the people see until they click the video, and that might say, you know, Phil Stanton on algebra, and it's just a person in the background moving. When to post. So, for Facebook, <coughs> Creative Suite is your friend. Um, the longer that you have 
page for your school, the more data you have to reference. Um, Creative Suite will tell you when your audience is most active. So I can tell you, Chicago Christian, 7 p.m. Super annoying, right? Because that's when the little kids are going to bed. I don't want to be publishing stuff at 7 p.m. because I don't want to be at work. Well, you can plan posts out if you want to do that. Or you can go the second route here. If you haven't had a Facebook page long enough for your school to have the data, or if you want to go the conditioning route, these are the times that I recommend. So beginning of the day, when kids are getting dropped off at carpool, mom and dad are on their phone waiting for school to start. Noon, people are on their lunch break. 3 p.m., you're picking your kid up from school. 7 p.m., the kids to bed. So if your audience knows to go to Facebook at these times to see stuff, and that's what we talked about in the previous session, you would ask, hey, when do I publish stuff to recap an event? Well, you can wait three days and pick one of the time slots. And of course, if your audience is also super active at like 6 in the morning, you can add another time for that too. All right, when to post Instagram. So I usually say when people are awake. Instagram is a beast. They have algorithm, algorithm, algorithm. Facebook's not nearly as algorithm-based. If you're following somebody on Facebook, that stuff's going to show up in your timeline. Versus on Instagram, you could follow somebody, and when you go to your profile, I do this all the time, It'll tell you least interacted with and most interacted with. And usually there's about 10 to 15, depending on people you follow. And that's where this can be a pain. So I recommend posting when people are awake, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. You can still use hashtags like we talked about before. But you should be conditioning people to go to your page. Because I don't know about you guys, I follow roughly about 900 people on Instagram. I could scroll probably for a half hour and not see a Detroit Red Wings post because there's that much going on in the algorithm. Obviously, if I'm only following five people, it's a little different. So what I do on the daily, if I want to see when my family posts, or if I want to see when the school that I follow posts, I just go to their page. I just get in the habit of going to their page. Um, share the post in your story. This will also help people to know that you posted, right? So Chelsea, you mentioned that when you guys were filming over here, they only allow you, you said 15 seconds, right? That's the, it's, yeah, it's like, it's not a full video. It, it keeps changing, too. That's the other annoying Well, thing. yeah, they just changed some of the stories <laughs> to, like, now on Instagram, they were 60 seconds, and then they were in 15 seconds. So if you can connect the two accounts, Instagram and Facebook, together, when you post your story, it'll be shared to both places. That's also very helpful. And my wife is one of these people. She only looks at stories. I'm always like, are you kidding me? She's like, I'm sorry. I, I just look through it. If somebody posted a story for that day, that's what I should be seeing that day. I'm total opposite. I don't like stories. I use them because I know how the algorithm works, but I like going and seeing the, the crafted thumbnail, the video, the caption, all of that stuff. Um, and then archive your story on your profile. So for those of you who are familiar with Instagram, below the bio, sometimes there'll be circles, and maybe it'll say like, nightlife, fundraiser, now, you'll have things from the second grade class. Those are ways that you can archive stories and people can go back throughout the school year. I recommend recycling every school year. That way you don't have content from, because they go in weeks. So if it's 52 weeks ago this was posted, it's time to move on. All right. Remember, you can repost and repurpose content. So I, I showed the Alexis Walker video in the previous session. It was a two and a half minute video and I made that into 30 second chunks. So, a video that you make, so for example, the one that was over here, that's vertical. 
don't be afraid to share that on Facebook. Just because you shot it vertical, doesn't mean you can't post that to a different platform. You can totally do that. Same thing, you guys made a horizontal video, you can still put that on TikTok. We talked about it in the first session. TikTok is a place where some people go for a little bit longer form video. Not five minutes, but longer than the 15 second time span on Instagram. So don't be afraid to repurpose. Um, YouTube and Vimeo, I generally use those as archival. So if we're gonna send out an email to our constituents to say, hey, you know, you guys made a horizontal video, we put that on YouTube, I take that YouTube link and I put it in an email. That is how I catalog things. So I don't look at our YouTube view count, Vimeo view count, nearly as much as our social media. Because to me, there's very few people that are actually going there. But that's how I keep track of all the videos we posted. Um, don't be afraid to post vertical, I talked about that. Um, shorts, how many of you are familiar with YouTube shorts? Ooh, okay, we got, we got one or two. Just because it, my kids. It really hasn't taken off like they thought it would. It was supposed to rival Instagram Reels and TikTok videos. It's the exact same concept, but on YouTube. Unfortunately, YouTube is a long-form video place, so that audience doesn't really like shorts. I have uploaded the same content from TikTok and Instagram to shorts, and it's been a complete toss-up as to how well the video is. I've had videos get five views or a thousand. So you can post them there, but don't lose any sleep over it. All right, I'm going to conclude with this, and hopefully I can pull those videos up before we leave here just so we can see how you guys did. Um, I have created a Christian school marketing Facebook group. So if you're on Facebook and you want to see, you know, get feedback from your videos, we're all doing the same kingdom building work. We're all trying to educate kids, right? So whether it's, you know, Kalamazoo Christian or whether you're in South Bend, Indiana, um, go ahead and join that group. I have, I created it yesterday. Um, so it's not, it doesn't have any content on it yet. Um, I'm the administrator, so what's it called? It's called Christian School Marketing. And there is a, I found out yesterday, there's actually a company in Ontario called Christian School Marketing. So that was one way I found out that company existed. But that's not the page. <laughs> it's the one below that with a C. All right. So did you guys send me your stuff? Did you send it to me via email? Yes. Or I shared the link okay. from my Google Drive. All right, here we go. I'm here to announce our annual auction, June 16th. It's our biggest fundraiser of the year. Last year we raised 95000 We're going for 100000 Doors open at 5.30 for the silent auction, dinner at 6, and the Bible auction will start at 7. There will also be a carnival going on outside um, for, for your kids. There will be uh, games, Facebook games, and hay rides. If you want more information, go to the link on our website for tickets, prices, and things that you can get. Thank you. We'll see, we'll see you there. Awesome work. All right, so some things that I noticed. He gave an amount for anybody who's coming there who wants to know the total. I remember Norm Tennis. You have donors, they will contact you and say, did we hit our goal? Awesome job, you said, how much you raised the previous year? How much you're going for this year? That's something your donors wanna know. You also mentioned for the parents that were watching, hey, your kids can disappear to the hayride while you eat food. So they're gonna like to hear that. You got in and got out in 38 seconds. Really good job. All right, and then you guys sent it to me via text. So let me see if I got that. All right, it's on my phone, so I think I'm going to 
Chelsea sitting on a dump tank. Video reminding me to go check it out. 
You've done your job. All right, vertical time.
But Giving Week was a week-long event that didn't take place after school. So we didn't need to tell people, you know, hey, mark this on your calendar, get childcare figured out, make sure you don't have travel soccer going on so you can attend this. Giving Week was more of a virtual event, something that you gave electronically and got updates on. So for an event like this, if you've picked the date, let's say, in May, when you're making your calendar for the following school year, I would say you should be thinking at the beginning of the school year, let's get a script written, let's figure out who's going to be in front of the camera, one month out, let's give people, put this on your radar, right? You can have a, a nice, easy informational video like they made, and that goes on Facebook, and then maybe one week out, you put this video out. This is to get the kids hyped up, because the kids aren't going to remember four weeks out. They're going to be too busy with everything else. So your audience determines how far out. And then, if you have the ability to get footage of the event, because you talked about that, use the previous year's footage. Well, if you don't have any, use it. You can do a recap video. And guess what? You can announce how much you raised. So maybe do that one week after. So we're looking at three videos. We're looking at put it on your calendar with the info that's geared towards our parents or grandparents. Our second video, vertical for the kids. And our third video, which is kind of a combination of the two, get in, get out, maybe you use the kids, you know, to show you, hey, we raised this much money, who doesn't want to watch a kid tell you how much money they raised? Smart, you know. That's your third recap video. And then, of course, you can use the footage from it so that the B-roll helps tell the story and it's not just you standing there telling them what happened. So that's what I would do for this event. I would do three videos. So my next question then is um, the role of video itself versus just a Facebook post or an Instagram post of a picture or that kind of thing. What's the, the value, I guess, proposition and, and parents' reactions to those things? Do you find that video has, it draws a bigger market? Um, or or how, do you, how do you, as your school, see that? Spectacular question. I actually really like that question. Facebook, you can put a graphic together and you can even make that your cover photo. First thing they see when they get to your page. Biggest fundraiser of the year. Right? That could be something you do. Instagram's not going to push through pictures. They're going to be promoting video content, which is why for the kids, you put it this way. Kids are bored by images. They want video content. So that's why you go this route. However, I think you can make a case that the email, if you're going to email out their video or your video and link it to either Vimeo or YouTube, that's where you have a graphic as well. A graphic and have a bullet point. When, when do the doors open? How much does it cost to go there if you have a gate fee? All that kind of stuff. But generally speaking, I would avoid using a graphic on Instagram because it's a platform that's based for video. If Instagram flipped the script, I would have had you guys spend some time you know, taking a picture and working on the wording and the caption for that image. But because we're in a video-based age right now, that's why we did video. Yeah, I, for Giving Week, I only did one image, and it was kids at a track. I used a, a photo from the block party, which Phil was at. And it was kids arm in arm smiling, and up in the sky it said how much we had raised. It didn't get nearly as good traction as the 20-second video we filmed at the Timley Park campus with two middle schoolers holding up a piece of paper and smiling and saying, we raised this much money. The video way outperformed the photo in terms of reach. So, it's unfortunate because video takes more work. <laughs> but hopefully, I mean, you guys spent, what, 15, 20 minutes? And we got something. 
this, this is something that you can post. I know it's a little rough on the edges, but you can still do it. And imagine what you can do in an hour with more people and somebody who wants to be in front of the camera. <laughs> what are your thoughts on captions? Or like, because like I know sometimes when I'm scrolling and looking, I'm where I don't have, I can't, it's loud, you know, or, and kids these days now are more doing the airplanes, but like, I find that like, I would love to watch a video, but I'm like, well, I can't turn it up to hear what they're saying right now, or, you know, no. so what are your thoughts on captions? I, I go back and forth, but my general thought is they're distracting. I find when I'm watching, like, a comedian especially, they're going to stand up bit. I'm either going to watch them, like, watch them talk, or I'm going to read the captions. And I'm not going to pay attention to the video itself. So if you're putting a lot of work into your visuals, especially if you have B-roll, then you should let the audio that you capture, the music that you mix in with it, do the talking. And this is going to sound a little devil's advocate, but if people can't hear it because they're too busy, I hope they watch it later. I hope they rewatch it again and again and again to get the info. Because the more they rewatch that video, the more it's going to get promoted. Right? Versus if you put captions in. And then, of course, you've got the deal of you got to make sure you spell everything right. you got to make sure your grammar's proper, all that stuff. And there will be people who will reach out to you and say, that's not how you spell my kid's name. You spelled my kid's name wrong. And you go, just trying to make it so you can read and hear it. So I generally avoid captions. Um, with the church media that I do, um, I have experimented with maybe sermon bites, like a 30-second clip from a sermon. But again, I find myself reading and not looking at the guy who's talking and animated with his arms. So if there's a time and a place for it, there are definitely people on all these social media platforms that always do captions. And I'm sure you can find lots of examples. Yeah, if you're going to spend the time on the visuals, let the visuals do the work. Any other questions? Uh, roughly 10 minutes. So the best probably video you'd say would be to do that, that type of camera that you were talking about earlier? Or you've got other phone is just adequate, is as adequate as special equipment. Only as good as the person using it. So, the person that you have on your staff knows how to use a DSLR and mirrorless camera. Awesome. I got a bachelor's degree in film and photography from Calvin. I spent, oh goodness, one year get my camcorder because I in high school, 2012. Ten years. And I've gotten to this point. Not everybody's to this point. So if you have somebody who has an iPhone and they can create something nice, I mean the iPhone is insane what iPhones can do nowadays. What you have in your back pocket at your disposal. So I would say use what you have without breaking the bank. And if you see a lot of good traction, your marketing gets leveled up, maybe in the future consider investing in nicer equipment. You can also rent it if you're you know, unsure and try stuff out. But you don't have to you know, sell a farm to get a nice camera. Having something is better than nothing, right? Thanks for coming, guys. Oh my goodness. Have you guys ever seen the VeggieTales bit where they're clapping after they walk around the wall? And he goes, how are we clapping? VeggieTales. I've seen some schools who have done more of like a recap kind of thing, like, yeah. like their sports season and that kind of stuff for like a montage. We have done those kind of Yes. Too. You want me to show you? Sure. So we always do a year in review video. Be careful. 
it usually does fairly well. And you do all your senior spotlights too? You do the whole time? Night Nation. Bless you, our school year. Fall sports returned, and with them, championships. When you're filming all that, are you using your camera or are you using your phone? Camera. We asked who done it and got an answer. Spear week. I always feel bad for the person that has to hold the spear shield and they look to trample. We cheered, ran, and learned about different continents. Wilma from SCCS called, and we picked up the phone. Winter sports arrived, this and kept fun. us on our toes. This was one of their only wins last year. Oh, really? They had a hard season. That's why they started the court. Yeah, right. We shared laughter when the night went to pass it on. Theater had us dancing and singing as the drums and shadows faded in. We sprung into action as spring sports arrived. She set the record last year for most goals in the season. After two right. years, six months, and 22 days of waiting, we welcomed back our grandparents in person. Our middle schoolers, some for the first time, performed in front of a live audience. Sports history was made, not once or twice, but three times during the spring season. We heard from seniors about the impact CCHS had on them.